Hey everyone, it's time. Hide your kids, hide your grannies, your pop pops. It's time to get blasted. It's been three years from the infamous episode 69 and we're back for a delectable episode 169 with my boys Albert Omos, Mike Winkleman aka Beeple and Mr. Monkey King himself, G-Monk. We are older, slower, and more concerned about lame things like global politics and the future of our industry. We get deep into some concepts on social media, presenting your work, staying relevant, and where this crazy industry is heading and much, much more. Before we get started, just a heads up, we have a few spoilers in this episode regarding the recent Blade Runner 2049 film along with the original and also the TV series Game of Thrones. So if you haven't seen those, you might want to before you get blasted with spoilers. Okay, everyone, here it is. It's hot. It's ready for your ear nuggets. Episode 169. Let's roll. Freaking hell. It's crazy. There's 169 episodes of the Collective Podcast now. That's nuts. It's crazy. And we always said that we would come back at 169. Here we are for the people. How long, how long did it take? That's the question. Um, man, I think it's been years? a couple of years. A couple of years. Yeah. Two years. Oh, my God. Yeah, two years, I think. I don't even know how long the podcast has been going. It's like probably four years now. I, I can't. I don't even keep track. It's just That's like a thing that I do. Yeah. But we're back. And we're older and wiser and more amazing <laughs> sure so a little bit of a butthole rinkage happening uh, <laughs> much more rinkage <laughs> this is uh if, if you are easily offended i suggest skipping this episode <laughs> because it's gonna be horrible <laughs> uh lots of uh rinkage, dude. Hide lots the kids of hide the grandparents uh, but if you're into this kind of stuff, put on your leather outfit and uh, light up a cigarette and pound some blow because <laughs> this is going to be wild. Let's Episode do 169. <laughs> Let's do a round table. Let's catch up. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's happened since uh, the last time we've done this. Let's start with Albert because I know Albert's had a lot of life changes. He had the baby. Um, he's now working corporate man. He's a, what they yeah. call in Japan as a business. I always call that like a salary man, salary man. <laughs> <laughs> What's up salary man. Life with Benny's life with Benny's. Yeah. That's, that's a nice way. How's it going, Albert? What's the, what's the scoop? Give us the rundown. Good, good. Yeah, I think last time we talked, I didn't have any kids. Uh, now I have two. <laughs> so that's a big change. And they're both in college. So it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so two um, kids. How, how old is your how oldest? How old is your youngest? Oh. Youngest is seven months. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Another you're, one is uh, two and a half. Ooh, yeah. You're in. You're in like Normandy, the trenches. Yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> <Yeah. off. laughs> No sleep, just poo flying all over the place. Yeah. Body parts. I mean, luckily, luckily, I get to leave in the morning and go to work. My wife has to stay here and deal with it. <laughs> you look back at her and laugh at her. Peace out. <laughs> you know that 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 uh, Simpsons <laughs> that laugh that kid does all the time. <laughs> 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 out. So okay. So um, congratulations with that. Procreating, keeping the human species alive. Albert Omos, number one, taking care of the business. <laughs> um, and so what's the deal? You're working at Microsoft now? 
Yeah, I uh, took a full-time spot at Microsoft like six or seven months ago. Okay, how do you like that? Um, it's it's all right. I mean, it's pretty chill. <laughs> it's very late. Uh, are you working with Nando on his team, the HoloLens team? Yeah, Nando is actually the guy that uh, that hired me. And um, actually, we've gone through a lot of reorgs lately. And now um, I'm on a different team, or actually, Nando's on a different team, and my team's been split in two. So a lot of movement. But yeah, Nando's the guy that originally hired me. Dude, a reorg is that a technical term? That's tech, that's Microsoft for firing a bunch of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> are you, <laughs> are you still talk. working on? Are you still working on AR stuff? Yeah, AR, MR. Um, What's MR? MR? Mixed reality? Mixed reality, um, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Kids nice. these days, your technical terms. I can't keep up. <laughs> What's this Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome. So I'm, I'm on I'm on SoundCloud looking. Our our episode 69 was three years ago, but I can't figure out the exact date. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. We'll, we'll have to three figure years that out. Because, I mean, also, you got to keep in mind that usually these are recorded prior, so they release, like, a couple weeks after the fact. So sometimes mm-hmm. there's, like, back order, too. But, yeah, that's crazy. Wait. Three years I ago. I think we should ask Albert why he went to microsoft that's the important level. i want to know why dude Ooh, <laughs> you were like you were like you had a lot of momentum with your solo career you you're fucking monopolized an aesthetic yeah yeah i mean uh, an aesthetic that a lot of people have since taken from me and uh <laughs> they've ran with it you know so <laughs> they sprinted with it let's just say that yeah <laughs> yeah but i yeah Jelly the, man the, the decision uh yeah the decision to leave buck was just yeah it was almost completely to do with family um you know i could talk for for probably an hour about just like my decision to leave buck but the bottom line is um yeah i gotta feed my kids and uh did they piss you uh, off is, is that why was it people? Um, it was mostly people, yeah. right? <laughs> um, there's a no. I mean, they treated me very well. Buck treated me very well, and I loved working there. It's just there's not um, there's not a ton of opportunities. You know, I was kind of like hitting the ceiling there, um, not really anywhere to go. So, you know, I decided to take a, a more corporate job, something a little bit more relaxing, and uh, yeah, <laughs> something yeah. some uh, some growth yeah. opportunities. <laughs> Sometimes I fantasize about that life, to be completely honest, because this freaking entertainment industry is so disposable and nasty. <laughs> and it's you're just, you're, just, you're just dumping it out. You're just boom, 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 boom. You're just getting re- just reamed all the time. It's pretty harsh. A lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of my friends right now are taking staff jobs at Microsoft, Apple. Google, tons of Google, you know, moving back to San Francisco, like freaking half of my homies are at Google right now for the same reason, dude. Cozy. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, part of it too is like, you know, for the last like year or two that I was at Buck, almost every single job we were doing was for Google or Apple or, you know, sure. one of these tech companies. So it's like, let's just cut out the middleman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, straight to right, the source. That's yeah. pretty rad that you're working on the VR and MR and AR, I guess, all those things. That's really cool. Do you feel like that's the future of where we're going with everything? Um, like consumption and stuff? I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's it's definitely the future of what these tech companies are investing in, at least right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I I mean, to be honest with you, I've yet to see like a really, really compelling <laughs> use case for this stuff. But sure. um, Still we'll see. New, we'll, huh? Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that doesn't sound too promising. Hopefully, they're not you don't to think you. they're like that's it. We need to reorg on Albert Omas right now. Stat. 
<laughs> That's interesting you say that. You don't think that the AR, like, once they iron out the issues with, like, field of view and all the other things is going to be super, super prevalent? I, I think it could be really prevalent. I'm just, I'm kind of waiting to see what what the content is and what kind of content, like, an average person is willing to go into that world to consume you know mm. sure that's I, I, I that's know. the big hurdle i think is getting like a normal normal person <laughs> to put on some <laughs> goggles like gra- well grandma, yeah grandma, i mean grandma Sue. i think it, the form factor will have to come down significantly to where it's not obnoxious and fucking ridiculous makes you look like a full-on fucking asshole (laughs) but i think it will definitely come down to that and i would be i don't know i mean i think it's i think it's a ways out but i would just be shocked if everybody was not wearing these all the fucking time just as bad as the cell phones like 15 years from now that's what i was thinking too i mean there's that scientific um science fiction novel that's now i think spielberg is making it Ready Player One. And I thought that was quite interesting, the take that the author had on, like, just in the future, how we're going to consume and live in an alternate reality, basically. And, um, mm. yeah, it's pretty weird. Weird stuff. It's all going to be due to Albert's, um, like, breakthrough as he figures it out, <laughs> right? So the whole, all of Jelly Microsoft's AR, VR, MR success is riding on Albert's shoulders. So you better do us well. <laughs> Come on, Albert. I want to consume I'll harder. I want to consume <laughs> so hard. I want to feel the likes hit my body when people like my work. Just want to feel <laughs> that endorphin drip. Ugh, yeah, give it to me. That's awesome, though. I mean, <clears throat> I think that uh, that's a smart move, you know, like, really, like, because when you have two kids that are that age, you don't want to be dealing with, like, the chaos of managing the entertainment industry nuances. I'll say it politely. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's cool, dude. And and it's cool. I mean, it's cool to hear that, you know, are you getting more time to just, you know, relax and do your thing or do you feel inspired or what's your, what's your whole MO now? Are you getting into Houdini when you get home? Are you just like over it put your feet up and, you know, I think it's like, uh, it's time it's kind of allowed me to separate like, um, my personal work from like going to my job. Uh, it's two completely separate things. Whereas, you know, I kind of had that at buck, but it's still, um, when you think that you're working on like really cool work, um, you kind of get the two mixed up. You don't know like what is a job and what you should be happy doing and what is just, you know, uh, your own personal work. Sometimes it kind of get the line gets kind of blurred there, I think. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's so much easier when you just go to a corporate job to be like, oh yeah, this is my job. Wake up. It's probably going to suck. I just go to work, do what they need me to do. It's low stress. And then I go home and work on my, you know, my personal work, my art. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I help, it helps me keep it uh, a little bit more separated. Nice. I mean, ideally I'd like to just make personal work all the time, but it just... Me too. Gotta, gotta feed my kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> feed, them with that, feed them that personal work. Like, don't yeah. you guys like this personally? <laughs> <way?" laughs> so yummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome though. Good for you, man. That's, that's good. Funny. Good to hear. All right, uh, who wants to go next, roundtable style? Wait, how, how are you like? How, can I ask a couple more questions to Albert? Is yeah, how go, are you go, liking go. Uh, living in uh, Seattle, Redmond, yeah. Washington? Is yeah, that's a big difference from. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, beautiful here. I mean, I think naturally it's so beautiful. It's green. Uh, 
Me and yeah. Are you are you originally from? You're originally from LA, aren't you? Near LA? from uh, San Diego. Yeah. So oh, okay, San Diego. It's my. I've never really. <laughs> I've never lived in a place that had, like, Shut real up. seasons and, like, leaves changing and all that stuff. It's, I mean, it sounds stupid, but that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen so this will, be, this will be your first winter there? Yes, my first winter, yeah. Hmm. That'll be nice. Be- it's, it's not that bad up there. Yeah, yeah it just rains a lot. Yeah, that's the only problem. I mean, that would be my only caveat because I love the sun. I don't know if I could handle that much overcast time. It's just not my thing. But it's beautiful up there, though. It's super beautiful up there. Yeah. Did your family transition nicely up there too? Oh yeah, my wife loves it, and there's tons of stuff for the kids to do. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's they love family it here. Friend, friendly up there too. I have a couple of friends that live up there with their families, and yeah, it's awesome. Some rad spots too. A lot of cool like lake houses and stuff out there too, because all the, um, I guess estuaries or whatever. Dropping some good terms out here, but uh, whatever those <laughs> things are called, those like uh. You know, those like little islands and stuff because there's a lot of really rad bits up there in that area it's really beautiful super picturesque yeah for mm. sure I, it's green that you know it's like, green. Diego, it's, ferns, it's, like, dude. it's like brown down here yeah <laughs> yeah shit tons of ferns we filmed uh that off title sequence up there anthony and i and our and our buddies we went up there like where um twin peaks was filmed and <laughs> man it was just so lush dude we kept calling it That's Jurassic cool. parkland we were just crawling around through it, it was insane yeah, it does feel like that. <laughs> like so much green. Just it's awesome. It's overwhelmingly green. Yeah, sick, man. Awesome. All right, let's go. Uh, Mike, Mike, this is the last time you've yeah, done 10, year, 10 years of Beeple every day since the last time. Um, since Because this is three years ago we did our last episode. So Yeah, I found it. It was, it was September 22nd, 2014 that it was posted. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy three years. <laughs> I'm glad we're still alive. That's crazy. It's, it's been a lot of stuff nuts. since then. Yeah, what's what's happened in these three years? Keep catch people up to speed who haven't been keeping up. Uh, yeah. So we had you another kid. Too. Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, a four year old and a almost two year old. Damn, little so, baby peoples. Closing that fucking chapter off pretty hard. That's just <laughs> fucking. Lock that shit down. Lock Get him to college. My balls off. Um, Are you doing the snip snip? Is that what you're doing? Uh, I probably will at some point. I just got to fucking man up and do that. <laughs> Dude, please FaceTime me when this is happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely live stream that for sure. That'll be my Instagram oh, story. <laughs> this, that'll be your every day. Just a two yeah. being snipped. People, um, I'll shoot you some uh, tincture to you know numb the pain a little bit. Oh yeah, I'll be looking for that. I'll be looking for that shit. Um, and we just tincture. moved to just uh like a blah, 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 like two months ago, a month and a half ago, we moved to Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Oh shit, you don't live in Wisconsin anymore. Oh wow. Nope. Yeah, we, we, uh, my brother works at Boeing down here. And so it's like, why the fuck are we staying in Wisconsin? Like, this is goddamn retarded. So, (laughs) uh, we, yeah, just, I don't know, bought a house here and moved here. And so, uh, I mean, I made, right. You got like some red house made. What's up? Yeah, we had a house built. I mean, it's not like super like custom or anything, but yeah, it's definitely nice. Got some trees in the back and 
screen and porch and like sick dude nice little like yeah so it's like super nice to kind of have a little more nature and like more of the year much drastically more of the year that you can actually enjoy nature instead of being fucking cooped up for goddamn <laughs> nine months a year uh yeah no thanks so yeah this so episode should time... be called boys to men i mean literally this is like interesting <laughs> <laughs> just sing some doo-wop wops or whatever uh, this, yeah that's crazy that's awesome people do you know, do you know anybody in south carolina besides your brother no nah. my parents are actually moving down here too but it's sort of like i mean i don't know like i'm a fucking hermit anyway so it's like <laughs> i would barely see my friends in in like wisconsin anyway so it's kind of like i don't know no i don't know anybody but it's like doesn't really how many people did you know when you moved to london yeah a handful a handful well, from that, like conferences and work stuff, you know, not 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 as many as San Francisco. Yeah, sure. a couple hands, a couple yeah. hands full, you know. Yeah, but you're Mr. Sure. Popular Pants. I mean, that's so. the thing. I don't really like. I don't know. Usually, don't have a, a, a ton of time to socialize anyway, so it seems to be working fine so far. That's awesome. Well, it's probably nicer that you can enjoy the weather and stuff then, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. The kids definitely <laughs> like it. And every time I fucking open up the weather app and look at the weather back home, it's like, oh, sweet God, yes. <laughs> it's like minus, minus penguin. Yeah. Dead Already penguin. super fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck that. So that's Global been warming? nice. I don't think so. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And otherwise, actually, uh, so like work-wise, I've been just doing yeah, more freelance. Full-time Boeing, like, right? <laughs> no, most of the same shit. But I've actually been doing uh, a bunch of work for um, kind of been part time at Magic Leap, which is kind of the oh, direct right. competitor of uh, Mr. Omos. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, battle it out. This is great. Battle I didn't know that. <laughs> this is VR nerd battle, <laughs> and and, and, and Monk's directly working with yeah, Oculus. There you go. <laughs> so. Uh, it's yeah, it's been that's been interesting. Um, Are you, you liking that, people? Talk talk about talk about that. Yeah, let's hear about um, it. Pretty much can't say anything without being asked by NDAs. But yeah, it's been, <laughs> tell us the uh, details publicly, please. Yeah. It's definitely been interesting because I, uh, you know, I personally, I, I think the hardware ha- has a ways to go. You know, yeah. just before it's again on a number of areas you know battery life and you know the size of the headsets and blah 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 i just think in general everybody's got a a ways to go before this is going to hit like a mainstream thing and my fucking parents are going to be wearing one but i do like very much believe it will eventually get there as you know just like cell phones were fucking zach moore's brick phones and then they came down to like you know a thing where everybody's got them you know straight up their ass 24 7 so wait I what think, I didn't, i'm using it, using it yeah i've been using it wrong all these years i tried the brick so and it didn't fit so i was like okay i don't think this is right so i think ar will get there i think there's i think there's a lot of use cases because i think it's going to replace every single physical screen you have like oh, the shit. only reason we yeah. sit in front of a like monitor is because it's the only screen we have big enough 
Yeah. Well, you're going to be able to make infinite numbers of 4K screens like right in front of you. So I think 8K, 8K whatever, you're going to be able to like <laughs> make them as big as you want, as many of them as you want. So I that's, think it's going to be like said. eventually the end of screens, but I think it's got a ways to go before that. Yeah. What about that? Some transition time. <laughs> right, are you? Uh, that's me. For, for Magic Leap? Like, are you doing? He's all. This is how you do every day. He shows them how to do every day. Concept stuff for Magic Leap. Yeah, and then they recreate it in Unity. Uh, yeah. Dang, you just broke the NDA. You're busted. (laughs) (laughs) um, But like, I've been seeing some stuff with Otoid working with um with Unity. Yep. That Octane. Otoid can go. Yeah, Octane can go right into Unity now somehow. That- yeah, I haven't played with that too much. I think that's still like mm. fairly far off from being like truly like real time, especially real time powered on like a mobile device type power, uh, like hardware wise. So I don't think there's really too much uh, synergy, as the kids call it, between those two things. But um, well, This is a word the kids are using these days. That's what the kids use, little fuckers. <laughs> um, Classy bastards. Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, that's one thing that I'd like to get more into is just the real-time stuff. Seeing the stuff that you can do real-time and, like, yeah, Unity dude. and Unreal is just, like, fucking crazy. Uh, yeah. Did you see that Bloomcamp short for that Adam thing yeah. or whatever? I mean, it's just nuts, yeah, dude. Yeah, here's, here's another, here's another I feel like round of like t- I feel like a turd using, like, like Octane to render a still. I'm like, what the hell's going yeah. on here? <laughs> I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta get into this uh, Unreal Engine. Is that what they're using? UE4? Or yeah. is it Unity? I don't remember. One of the, uh, the other. I think that was Unity. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was Unity. Was easy, but, yeah. but Unreal's another real-time engine that was amazing. is kind of like a little bit more plug-and-play. Like, the stuff looks better quicker in Unreal, and Unity takes a lot more, a lot more massaging to get to the point. But they're both Good. have pros and cons dude they're both it's pretty it's pretty cool shit you got experience with that working on that that accurate job right the dream roads yeah that was that was uh that was unreal uh, that was unity and i did uh i just did a big big vr project in unreal Mm -hmm. um with like a really talented uh unreal artist named mark winkelhorfer he was a uh austrian he's like mark uh, winkelhorfer he's got a beautiful relative (laughs) <laughs> he's got, a, uh, he's got an amazing, amazing accent. And he's incredibly talented. He just kind of opened my eyes to that whole whole world, dude. And it's is that the future? I think that's the future. It's the future, Game dude. Engine, yeah, for sure. Yeah, game, game engines and VR, MR, AR, and all that. MR, VR, Mister, Mister VR. <laughs> yeah. What was what was that for? Was that for Oculus or for Bro? Respect uh, the NDA, bro. <laughs> HTC Vive. It's um, it's actually a personal, uh, personal project because we, me and Mark sat next to each other, um, at a studio called Field in in London. Um, I, you know, I rented a dad. I didn't want to work from home because I wanted to just kind of get out and meet people. Um, sure. So I, so I rented a desk at a studio called Field, which are good friends of mine. German, German studio, German like motion and interactive studio. Um, and Mark was sitting basically next to me. And so for like four months, we kind of played it cool and didn't really, really, didn't really like dive into each other's screens very much. And then after a while, we just kind of finally, it's like, you know, we should, 
we should collab. We should do something. So we wrote this. We, we made a demo of it, uh, two scenes, um, two full scenes, and it's a, it's a five scene VR film. Um, nice. So now we're kind of, we're kind of, you know, we have this amazing demo of it. We're just going around trying to raise the monies, you know, a lot of the story of my life is you make stuff and you wait people, wait for people to pay for it. That's kind of the story of my life. But. Is it like interactive or is it more interactive? Like yeah. Passive? And interracial too, right? Who <laughs> said that, was, Albert? You it, dirty bastard! It's, uh, Every dirty it's, thing it's, that comes on this is, is you know, Albert Omas, guys. So take it to the bank. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this is a nice segue actually, because now we can catch up on the Munkowitz. So, yeah. what's up with you, baby? Bu- Wait, baby so Bubba, when, you went to London our, and everything. What was our What was our last podcast? When was it? Three years ago. So you've you've September done September two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three, three years ago, a couple months. Yeah. So I don't even know when I don't, I mean, I, I, yeah, I went to London for 18 months, um, for a young lady. I moved to London for a young lady, uh, and, uh, moved back here. And that was amazing. I mean, it was really the best part. Just look at, look at the U S from the outside. Like I didn't know any, I didn't know a single American, in London, there were there were no Americans that I ever really even talked. There, there was only anyways, one bastards. You were over there when when Trump got elected, weren't you? When Trump got elected, dude, and and I remember, <laughs> I remember going to bed. You know, I went to going to bed, and it's early in in the vote counting. You know, going to bed, Hillary's in the lead, everything's cool. And I go to bed, and, yeah. I, and my girlfriend wakes no, me up at like six thirty cool in the morning. Nothing's cool about Hillary or day. Trump. <laughs> They're both horrible. <laughs> They're <laughs> super flawed, but you know, I'm I'm definitely. I definitely voted for the progressive agenda and, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, she woke me up at six in the morning, the next morning just being like, babe, we got a problem. And I, you know, just <laughs> so, so, did not, so did not expect the outcomes of that. You know, it just came out of nowhere, dude. dude. And, uh, all the good old yes. boys in the South that just came out to the voting booths. I'm like, where have they been all this time? Boom. Politics are very complicated. And, very, uh, very. you know, I, but being from, you know, spending 22 years in California, it's kind of impossible to ever vote Republican. You know, like it's just, it's just a, you know, it's I think impossible. they're both a big joke, but that's just me. Yeah. It's all a big joke. It's a big stupid system yeah. that was designed to make work back when there was like, thousands of people not freaking quadrillions of people it's stupid yeah. and i kind of i so kind of don't even believe any of it like i kind of believe yeah. that it's all a fabrication it's it all elon musk style it's all like it's all like <laughs> it's, all in the Matrix. it's all yeah it's like it's almost too much drama to be real in, the, in a lot of ways you know like it just doesn't seem like does this really have to be this dramatic you know so i've <laughs> It's also the I way that like, um, people are like, pumping it up, though, too. You know, people are just getting ape, going ape shit with it, and they're using it as like attention. Like, That's really how I saw that the way that he won is because he manipulated the social game, and he's a genius at whatever shit. he did, how he did it. He he managed to get it all aligned and just milked it. <laughs> Man, I don't I, think I, he's a fucking I, genius. No, I didn't say he's a genius. Bobo I think the system. What's that? I think. Um, Honey Boo Boo or any of these fucking I'm a thirteen year old. Honey Boo Boo. My whatever. Honey Boo Boo's like a reality star. Morons, geniuses. They're not geniuses. No, no, no. People I didn't say like that. Drama. I'm saying the 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 ploy, 
the 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 way whoever puppet mastered that situation did a really yeah, good job because it it's a puppet. Nah, he just got lucky. Into, no, I don't, I don't think lucky. Fun. I don't think luck is it. A lot of know. anger, yeah, dude. It's been it's happening all over the world. These people are coming to power just like him. This isn't just here. All in Europe, there's tons of like people who are very similar to him coming to power. It okay. would just happen to be. He created a bunch of fucking drama here. People lapped it up, and he was saying things that other people similarly were saying around the world. And there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You watch the news a lot, huh? I turn all that shit off. I don't even involve yeah, it in my life. I can't. It's too, no- I can't it's too noisy, it's and it messes my brain up. And I, then I just get really pissed. <laughs> and I've, just, installed yeah, the, uh, I've installed the... I can kind of compartmentalize it. Like, all of it. Oh, you block everything? That's good. I block everything, dude. All news sites. All the only the only type of place I get my news is from Twitter. You know, which is no, that's even sad. worse. Like Twitter's it, horrible. It, well, it's kind of sad to like unfollow like the New York Times and like Bernie Sanders. It's kind of makes me sad, but I just can't. I can't handle it anymore, dude. I I can't handle any of it. It's too. Yeah, it's all noisy. It just it just it's a it's addictive. It's like it's it's like fucking catnip, dude. You just go in and you you like yeah. just get wrapped up in like the daily drama of like fucking youtube and cnn i i can't i can't handle it yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's, it's really sad it's really sad yeah it's like <laughs> got to the point where it's just turning off the intellectuals and turning up the uh morons <laughs> like, well, damn it <laughs> definitely turned into a fucking reality show i mean with just because yeah. he just says so much dumb shit just to create drama just like a fucking episode of the real world or whatever so it's yeah. just like yeah. every day <laughs> Yeah. Every day. But you do you still have what that you, what TV? Do you think, Albert? Yeah, what do you think, Albert? Stop being so quiet. <laughs> I mean he was he quiet after that interracial comment. I mean, what's up? I think that uh, <laughs> I think the internet is to blame for everything, basically. Uh, <laughs> this whole rise of fascism and uh yeah, it's like oversimplification of of ideas and there's no nuance and um I mean, yeah, I could have a really serious political conversation. <laughs> I agree I with that. I 100% that. agree. Let's not do that here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to waste people's time with that bullshit. But, I mean, all in all, it's we're all fucked and we're, we're going to hell. So that's just, let's talk it. about art. <laughs> 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 the earth is getting hotter. Resources are dwindling. And uh, Albert won't stop making babies. Same with freaking Mike. And it's ruining everything. <laughs> so all my <laughs> literally it's the both wait, of you guys <laughs> wait gmock did you get did He's you a baby. Did I see something that you got fucking married to that chick or some shit we're all moved back to san francisco now and uh you know we're chilling we're, uh, yeah we're chilling you know we're chilling we're just kind of we're enjoying it it's it's good to be home it's i'm i'm definitely like in the 18 months that I was living in London, I did one job, big job, the Audi commercial, but it was, I did one job in 18 months in London. Wow. And, yeah. And like the rest of the work I did while I was there was all for the US. So I was like constantly on calls at 11 PM. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like in the middle of the afternoon, it's three in the afternoon at 11 PM. So tons of calls before I go to bed and that was, it was really hard. It was really, really difficult to do it that way. Um, sure. You know, but, but, uh, it's, so it's good to be back. Like I'm five times as busy, you know, from all angles and it's, it's been, uh, and I love California. I mean, it can't be California, dude. So I'm, I'm yeah. happily back in San Francisco in the same house I came from, like, I'm got my basement studio and, um, you know, working on 
half really big projects and half really small projects. You know, like half the half the work I'm doing these days is unpaid. Probably right. it, like fifty percent, dude. Fifty percent of the work I do is unpaid right now, and and I like it that way because I'm, you know, you get when you when you do stuff that's unpaid, you have all, the ultimate creative freedom. No, there's no oh, input. Sure. You know, and you just and you just collaborate and and figure out a way how to, you know, get get art festivals or you know you know do a big one for day for night with VT Pro with big robots and you know it's it's been it's been a good mix. You know, you do like the big car commercial and you turn around and just do something for free that's just all about the love. You know, you, you got it, people. You're doing your everyday's. Every days, <laughs> you do your every days, every days. <laughs> yeah, claim to fame, baby. Yeah. But I think that's so it's so important, man. Like you gotta, you can't just do client work as you're finished, dude. Yeah, you know, sounds sure. like Albert kind of finding that balance too, because you, you your work hours are normal, so that you can come home and make your weird out business, make your funky business at home. Get your jelly guys flopping around. <laughs> Yeah, jelly exactly. Guys Hashtag jelly guys. <laughs> Getting political with those jelly guys. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, when, okay. when does the uh, when's like a, a Trump jelly guy come out, dude? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't mess with current events in my work that much, but uh, <laughs> I do have another short that I'm working on, and it's kind of different than most of my other work. So Good. when that comes out, I think people will like it. Good. <clears throat> it's important to expand and try new things. I think that's the key. Yeah. So. It just opens up your uh, your artistic lens, I guess, you know, which is good. So, awesome. Cool. Well, what's new with you, Ash? Yeah, what's going on with yeah. that? Uh, you fucking up our ass. Just freaking... All our business. <laughs> well, I've had 45 <laughs> kids. Uh, I moved to Nebraska. <laughs> I, I visit London. No, I'm just joking. Uh, no, I still live in the same house, still working from home. Um, been really dedicating a ton of time to learning CGI stuff. And I really want to be a beast in that category of my, uh, of my work. And I, uh, help fund and start this company called learn squared, which I just resigned from. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> full circle. yeah. Full circle on that one. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just constantly trying to find that like inner joy, you know? So I'm yeah. still training jujitsu. I'm purple belt now. This is freaking pretty, pretty rad. They could, Perp skirp. They could li- legally destroy people's bodies, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just a lot of work. I got a, um, a couple really cool films coming out. A short film that I've been developing, um, client work stuff too. Much of that BS and. Uh, yeah, just a lot of really cool stuff. I have another big tribute project coming out. Got a chance to work on this crazy thing with Mache with Ridley Scott. That was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I love those posters. Yeah, yeah those are you. freaking badass. When are those? Are those out that you can buy them? It sucks. Everybody wants one, and I don't know how to get them to anybody because, like, it's really weird with these things. You know, I think it was like Ridley just was like, I don't want, I don't, I want m- my versions of these posters. And then, so he reached out to his producers and they found Mache and Mache was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, um, it was through, I believe my buddy, Chris Ironman connected him. Chris Ironman works at 3am and, uh, I've done a bunch of projects with Chris. And so Mache was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then Ridley, I think was like, okay, well I want, I need four posters within a week and a half. He's like, Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> this is like, again, the entertainment industry. And so he was mm. like, I have my buddy Ash and he would shred it and we'll rock it out. And so we did. And, and it was like, it was pretty crazy. So that was really fun. 
Um, nice. And, yeah, and goes in shelving. So wait, so and stuff. they are gonna get sold sometime, or he's he's just like literally, I want four po- posters for my fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's where they are. I don't know. I really don't. I want to roll a fucking Blade Runner 2049 toilet paper, custom made by <laughs> just one ply, and he wipes it. He's done with it. That's really scary right there. You do whatever he wants. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna be sold when. Um, all that stuff. It's it's uh, kind of a bummer, but mm. I have no clue, honestly. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bummer because, like, yeah, we did spend quite a bit of time and work and effort on it, and um, well, I don't at least know if we got to show them. Yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, I don't. I I never sign or do any work unless I could show it. That's just like a, sure. a thing. That's a that's a real bummer too. I, often hand happens. I have to turn down jobs because they just won't let me show it. I'm like, you guys are. Judas, like, get out of here! Like, that's like the worst thing to do to a freelancer. Is like, yeah, you can do this, but when that happens, I just go. If I do it, I'm gonna charge you sh- a shit ton. That's just how it's gonna happen. <laughs> the for the damages, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, everything's sure. good. Girls are good. Life's good. Um, just working hard, saving up money, and building up stuff. I got another really big project coming out. Kind of like a a second level to the learn squared kind of concepts that I was uh, thinking about. So yeah, it should be cool. Just a lot of work. A lot of nice. work yeah. So all's good. Healthy and happy. That's the main important thing. So yeah. I'm blessed Healthy to be creating. Good. Yeah. I mean, my knees and elbows are kind of going out as just slowly ruins my body, but it's good. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's fun though. But um, I had a buddy. I had a buddy who uh, he I think he has a black belt in karate and but he hadn't done it. This he got this when he was like a teenager, and he hadn't done it. And just like a month ago or something, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna start it back up." <laughs> Went to the first class, did a couple like jumps or something, jumped down and like tore his fucking ACL oh, and his God. like shredded his like meniscus or something basically just fucking his knee exploded into a million pieces (laughs) just like oh my god dude (laughs) too much philly cheesesteaks bro you need to chill out (laughs) yeah Yeah, no it's just yeah (laughs) that's a bummer yeah you gotta be careful we have a couple older guys at the gym too and they shred but yeah i mean it's it's a young man's sport for sure you know i'm 33 now so when I was 30 years old when we did our podcast, I'm 33 or 34 now. I can't remember. I think I'm 34 actually. So I was 31. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just takes a toll, you know? So I'm 34 and a half actually just to use my, uh, Google tab thing, but, um, no, that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad everybody is well and everything's going good. Um, I kind of want to talk about a couple big topics and just kind of see where it goes. If that's cool with you guys. Sure. Let's do yeah. it. Cause I think it's good for the, the community to get some perspectives and stuff. Um, and especially since we're all kind of coming from different walks of life and different positions and stuff. Um, I, this is a thought I've been thinking about a lot as of late because I just feel that I was talking with a friend last night about it too. And I was just thinking like, I mean, it might be possibly that I'm slightly getting jaded and I'm worried about that. So the aspect of being jaded in this industry, I'm talking about the entertainment industry. Um, but at the same time, I'm trying to think about like, Where's it all going? You know, like I see like Stranger Things, for example, which is a direct rip off of like Amway films that I grew up 
on, you know, like it's, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. People are probably screaming right now, but I don't care about it. But yeah, I feel like you're the only other person. I don't like it either. Not because it's a ripoff. I just don't really, it doesn't appeal to me, but I don't know anybody else besides you who doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's two of us. Yeah. What, what is it that you don't like about it? I don't want to just turn this into me. I just, yeah. Honestly, I just, I watched one episode. It just, it's not that I hated it. It's just, I don't know. It just didn't seem to like appeal to me. I just don't get why everybody's like shitting their pants over it. Yeah. It's just it's nostalgia. It just, it's nostalgia. I, I don't know. Exactly it. Yeah. it just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't like jump out to me like, holy shit, this is amazing. It was just, maybe if I watch more episodes, I, I only watched, I think one, maybe two. Mm. So I don't you guys know, like I, Game of Thrones? Yeah, oh, yeah, but the last season, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I, I'm kind of like not going to watch the rest of them, I think, because I'm so burnt out. I, I actually read the books, too, so I like the books are pretty awesome. But uh, you didn't like the last season of Game of Thrones? Fuck no. I mean, what the hell is that Why? last episode? The timing's so stupid. What the hell? Like, the dragon disappears. out. It's like so coincidental. Nothing's Nothing like no characters are like... What, what what's made the coincidental? First there's tons of it like it's just like oh this is going to be a random occurrence just to support this uh this scene because we don't want this person to die or whatever it's just it feels like the first few seasons of that show were so good because they were so raw and they were just like fuck it you're killed yeah. you're, de- you're dead and it was so rad how they do that you know like the red wedding yeah. and 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 the dad and the decapitation all that stuff spoiler alert sorry yeah. if you haven't seen it but i don't know i mean again maybe i again, will say they stopped i will say i agree with you they stopped killing off characters like they did which has made it kind of feel a little a little too safe it's way too safe now and it's way too protected and like the thing that i felt was really genius about the way that he would write things is that he would kill off a character but you'd carry those traits on to the next character so the character didn't die there were so many characters in this world that they would just inherit those traits so when yeah. one would die the next character would retain those traits and then mature and then take their own role with their own agendas basically which is really cool don't get me wrong yeah. there's some there's some amazing things like i i hats off to those people that make that show it's incredible i can't even imagine the amount of work it's just i feel like the writing and the risk taking is completely lost and it's a bummer because like i used, I used that's what i loved about the show you know so yeah um, <clears throat> i think that's that's what made it so strong is because it's like the battles carried so much weight because it was like you didn't know like that person could die exactly like each and, time yeah. somebody gets to know sword fight it's like that might be the end of them now yeah. it's kind of like, well, Jon Snow's definitely not going to die. Well, yeah, What's when he became immortal, I was like, okay, well, there we go. You know, like that was, I was like, I'm sorry for the spoiler alerts if you haven't watched the show. But once he, you know, went off and uh, yeah, like when they did that, when you when you do that, it just ruins it. And then the whole door thing, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I don't know. It just got really. What? No, the whole door <laughs> thing was great. Yeah. Uh, there's some cool ideas there, definitely. I'm again. I've never made anything better than that, so I can't really complain. I just, as a consumer, I'm like, mm, uh, it just felt like really like it. It jumped the shark for me personally. But they do need to kill some people. The shark. They need to kill all of them <laughs> all at once, <laughs> and that's it. And that's how it ends. Just multiple decapitations. So <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. <clears throat> yeah, but no. I mean, I I really love the books, so and I've read the books, and I really enjoyed that. But what I was getting at, though, is um, where's this all going? Like, what's your guys' thoughts on, like, you know, we've been seeing the trends, uh, how things are moving. Advertising is completely changing. Um, the way people consume things is changing. Some of you guys are on the forefront of that. 
aspect of how things are getting designed and worked on. What's your thoughts? Like, where is this going? And like, where should we start? What do you mean by this? Like the overall way we consume things. Like when we first, like as as a species, like the radio was made and radio became, was a device originally, I think for you for military, but then it became an entertaining aspect when they do serials and stuff. And then, then those turn into pixels on the screen, basically, or whatever you call those things, like on the tube screens, that would turn into visuals, and those visuals became colored, and now that's like multiple screens and then movie theaters. And now it's like, we, we talked a little bit about earlier, is this going to AR, VR, MR, and, and how is this going to, where, where are we going to be in 10 years is what I'm getting at here. What's mm. your thoughts? What's your thoughts, peeps? And do you guys Immersion, think like that? Immersion, baby. Do you guys think like that, you know? <laughs> Yeah, or just, these are I thoughts think, like just hold me up. Like I'm like, what the hell? Where's this going to go? Constantly. <laughs> There's a lot of facets to that question because I mean the artificial intelligence angle is really interesting. Where in ten years from now, like you're, you're going to be able to do style transfer to matte paintings at yeah. 8K with like a touch of a button, you yeah, know, and sure. they'll transfers with beeples every days. You know, feeding into some artificial intelligence, like reinterpret it at some yeah. ridiculous resolution. Um, the the stuff they're doing with like, um, did you ever see those those videos? I forgot the exact term for what it is, but it's like a dude on a mic, and then whatever he says on a mic is then transferred into uh, Barack. Whatever the guy says on the mic, Obama says, and it's like eighty percent perfect, seventy five percent perfect. Hmm. But give that, like, and that's all using like machine learning, just analyzing the speech, analyzing the image, and then kind of filling in the blanks and animating the mouth so it says the thing that the person's on the mic is saying. We'll dig it up and we'll put it on the on the on the links. So it's something that me and my roommate were sharing. Yeah. Um, but man, dude, like like ten years from now, we're not going to know what's real and what's fake. So and, like the that's that's going to fade away. You think? It's in terms of like what's what's real like news and what's real like. You know, like right now we'll look and say, okay, you know, there's a photo of the shark in the wave. Oh, that's fake. You know, like we're like, oh, that's fake. But like in 10 years, once they start doing it to video, yeah, it's like it's going to get really strange. Um, so I think like news in 10 years, 20 years is yeah. just forget it. Like you're not going to know what's what's actually really happening. Did you guys see the Which new Blade Runner and like, see the the digital Rachel in there? I was I was fooled by it. I was like, "What was this a uh, double?" I was really I was blown away because usually I can spot that yeah. stuff. There's a couple moments I was like, hmm, "Maybe," but man, oh, that girl was digital. Cool. Yeah, she was digital when they. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, Rachel was digital when they brought it. People, oh. you haven't seen Blade Runner yet? Yeah, I saw it. I so yeah. <laughs> I, so I don't know if you yeah. know this about me, but I did not. I had never seen the original oh, Blade yeah, this Runner. Oh, funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, had I never, gave so much shit. Yeah, I had never fucking seen it. It was the most embarrassing goddamn thing. Was, <laughs> and it wasn't out of like I'm too cool to see it. It was just out of I'm too fucking stupid that I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty easy to go see it. And you know, yeah, know watch it on easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I watched yeah. the original, which I thought was honestly, I don't know. I, it's very hard for me to like like put myself in like the shoes of somebody seeing that for the first time in like nineteen eighty two. Like I know it was like a landmark thing and it was like totally like so, you know, 
groundbreaking at the time, but I, I feel like personally it just does not like hold up if you're just judging it against today's standards. I, I really think that I know more people are just like, oh my god, how could he say that? I'm I got something to say here, though. I got something to say. Fuck you, man. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, I know that's a very popular opinion, but I <laughs> no, think if good, you would. I think if you could step back and look at it in like an objective way, totally. not as somebody with no nostalgia, yeah. just as like what it is now, you would see it as like incredibly cheesy and like paper thin story and super janky, sloppy editing and like just <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple of things. You're, I don't know. I could could argue on that, but no, it, I think a I lot think, of it's hidden by nostalgia. But at the same time, it's like I do. It's a 100%. visual d- delight, though. Like, if yes. anything, it's probably one of the sure, most beautiful I, I films ever that. filmed. Cinematically, yes. I think there's certain aspects of it that held up, but I think there's a lot that, like, if you were able to look at it without the lens of nostalgia, totally, you would look at it very differently and be like, eh. yeah, that's true. Again, I mean, like a lot of not not. To it taking anything away from like the like groundbreakingness of it for the time it's just i have a very different view watch having never watched it you know did you watch the newest one first and then the yeah old yeah one? yeah so oh, so okay. i watched hmm. the old one and then i watched the the newest what did you one. think of the newest one the newest one i like liked a million times more like i it was just because it's it's up to date with like you know, sound design and editing and just like, it's just for lack of a better term, more like polished. I feel like it's, it's a 2017 film. Um, I thought the, I thought, uh, tech technically like technologically, the new one had some really interesting ideas about holograms and projection, like the, the, like the hologram in his house, yeah, like how it was how it was on the tracks on the ceiling, and there's kind of yeah. sliding around, and wherever he goes, there's a projection. Yeah, I love that's what that's what sci-fi is the best for, man. Is yeah, is like the remember, yeah, like remember remember uh, remember in her, like remember his yeah. game. Her was great. Yeah, his her game. did an amazing job. Amazing yeah. job, and yeah. and like the best sci-fi like, is a, is a kind of like a uh, lens on reality a shifted. That's the best. Sci-fi. Yeah, love it. So I, I thought there was really interesting ideas about holograms and. The story yeah. of him and I think her name was Joy uh, in, in Blade Runner Two, and then the yeah, evil Joy. evil gal was Love, I believe. Um, you know, just really interesting ideas about the relationship you could have with a hologram, and when she starts to feel and the rain, and there's just some really really awesome ideas. Yeah, one hundred percent. And aesthetically, it was fucking fantastic. I, I wish there was more characters. I wanted to see more of the world, and I get it that it's like very desolate and there's kind of inside because it's unsafe and brutalism I that's, think a, that's is a what, statement in itself but yeah. i think i think just like it's such a interesting world and the only time you really see all the people is at the beginning you know and, and yeah. it just kind of turns into this like five people in this like giant giant world and by the time all the female characters are killed off and they're like wait he has a sister it's like oh wait there's one female character left that we've actually seen so far so it's kind of like it kind of i, I kind of knew exactly like immediately what the ending was going to be you know like who who it was because there was there was no characters left i just but, didn't care about um, anybody that was my problem i was like yeah yeah how about, yeah how about you albert what did you think i haven't seen the new one oh, okay <laughs> what <laughs> well yeah i got babies you got babies, you got babies. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah but you've but you've seen the original though right 
Absolutely. I'm okay. kind of uh, I'm kind of in the Beeple camp. I think it is kind of overrated. If I look at it objectively now, sure. I, I mean, I think visually, yeah, it is beautiful. Anything but, uh, could be overhyped. Ash, Ash, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't no. worry. No, but I mean, I mean, anything could be overhyped, you know, yeah. I think overhyping things is it ruins it. If like all the time, if everybody's telling you to watch this movie and you go and watch it the whole time, you're expecting it to like just blow your mind. And so your whole lens is, tw- is shifted and twisted on it, you know, and so it's not going to necessarily hold you to it. I kind of stumbled upon Blade Runner, the original one randomly in my teens kind of i don't know it was like a a rental like a random rental from blockbuster if you can remember that company (laughs) and like (laughs) i remember just being like wow this is really weird it didn't hold my attention as much uh, when i was younger you know and so but later on as i developed like my mind for filmmaking and mostly for cinematic qualities and stuff i just i don't i'm I think it's probably one of the most beautiful films ever made, <laughs> in my opinion. I, I think the new one doesn't even come close in a lot of ways, in my per- my opinion, because it doesn't have that texture and depth and is missing a lot of those things. And as much as I love Roger Deakins and people, I got a lot of heat from this too, speaking out about it, because I was like, what the hell happened there? But I mean, if you look, I love Roger Deakins' work. I think he's amazing. Nothing against him. I just feel like Cronenworth just, just didn't. Damn, good job, man. Like... And the sets and the, and the the level of detail, like you'd have to watch the ones back to back to see the differences. But there's a whole different level. Um, and you know, just, I don't know, you just, you get a young Ridley Scott too and you get that young cast. And I don't know, it's just pretty crazy, man. There's there's a lot of really brilliant things that happen in there. And, and if you if you ever read any of Philip K. Dick's books and stuff, like they're all kind of surface level cheese ball stuff. Like they really are. Like Neuromancer is very cheese ball. Like, but there is some really cool in-depth things. And I think that Denny and his team, when they made uh, the newest Blade Runner, they really tried to get into that. But I, the problem is I didn't care about anybody. I just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. it was weird. I wanted to. I watched it twice in the theater. First time, I just looked at the visuals and just experienced the sound because the sound is really amazing and stuff. Yeah, and sound was, is badass. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so badass. And just like, you know, I was trying to dissect the shots and stuff. And then the second time came around, I was like, Ooh, what the, what happened here? And I just didn't care. There was a couple of moments where I like it, it kind of just lost me entirely. So, um, yeah, yeah. I missed a lot of like the Sid Mead stuff, and I don't know, like just certain things. You know, I'm gonna take a lot of heat. I'm probably one of the only people that wasn't like super blown away by it. But it's cool though, because these are all opinions, and it's the way we consume art. And maybe ten years from now, I'll go back and really appreciate it. You know, so it's mm. you never know so but, and I, I still think it's brilliant that you know there's so much work and time and effort that goes into these things and it's pretty rad that they just it got made in at, at, at all you know 150 yeah. million dollars well, and, and, and like, damn yeah that's incredible and here's a funny thought you know like when you think about you know you see a trailer for like a new transformers film and you know it's just gonna be like it's you know it's just gonna be unwatchable, but then you think about it, it's like you know what it's still putting a, a ton of people to work. Like it's still yeah, yeah. it's oh, yeah. still making money for the economy, and it's that like actually McDonald's, makes me happy because you know? yeah, it's just evil though. Well, <laughs> in many ways, these films are too. So <laughs> what it's doing to people's brains. So yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. honestly, if it wasn't for those films, I mean you have to think where technology rendering and all that shit would be because those fucking films are the ones, you know, in a lot of ways that are like pushing that stuff really hard. You know, let's put in a fucking shit ton of these 
one shot that's, you know, a 10 fucking billion dollar shot where they've got how many artists on it. I mean, it's not indie art house stuff that's like pushing. Sometimes. You never know. Sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. You know? They usually don't have those budgets to like. Budget doesn't make good art, though. That's not the truth. No, it doesn't make good art, no. but it does. But I do feel like it pushes technology forward. Do you mean, yeah. dude, Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace? They spent a shit ton of money and a lot of innovative CGI. It's unwatchable for me. I get that that <clears throat> is unwatchable and that it's not good. I'm not saying it makes it that thing good, sure. but I'm saying it gives the technology for everybody else to make the next thing that could be good. Totally. I, I agree. There's... There's a good and a bad with everything, right? I think it's a double-edged sword, especially when you're making these iconic pieces of work. And I think it's really weird when, and odd and interesting when they, when you know, years later they'll go back and revisit um, a subject or a thing. Like Star Wars is having its revamp basically right now, which um, it's interesting too. You know, like it's interesting to see all this kind of like be rebuilt and it's almost like I'm watching my childhood again, but it's like, what the hell's happening? It's like an authentic, it just doesn't feel the same, you know? So, hmm. but I don't know. I mean, it is. Yeah. yeah. It is weird to watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not going to end either. It's not no, like, no. it's like, Oh, this is kind of going like, this is going to oh. go for the next like 10 year, 10 plus years. It's cash money, baby. Yeah. yeah it's cash <laughs> money. So, and it's a big business, you know, and now Marvel Disney own it. And like it, that's another really interesting thing. The monopolization of like all this content, it's really quite interesting, you know, what's coming from that. But it is true, you know, Bradley, you bring up a good point. Like people, it's it's building an economy, um, a creative economy, which is interesting too. But I, I, well, I think, and, and yeah. think about like everything that Amazon's doing. Like Amazon's publishing its own content, Netflix as well. That's great for people like us. Yeah, you know, like it's great absolutely. for people like us. So yeah, um, you know, people are consuming content differently now. It's all on demand. It's all, you know, you can you can watch anything anywhere now and that's only going to get you know even they have apps now on the iphone that are just content apps like black pills is a perfect example and it's just it's just content that's that's great for people like us yeah you know who want to just keep on you know we all have dreams of just getting someone to pay for our short film or you know feature film ideas yeah sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. going some yeah i think it's true. gonna be a it, it's gonna be a weird mix in the future because at one end of the spectrum you have companies like Amazon, Netflix, Disney that are, you know, a hundred plus billion dollar companies or an Amazon's a $500 billion company that is like like putting out content. But then you also have literally millions of people also putting out content, which sometimes is just as good, if not like better than those people. So it's this weird, like duality of like, super mega fucking corporations that are just going to get bigger and bigger and merge together and get more and more powerful. But then also like millions of people who are getting more and more sophisticated tools every day, like cheaper and cheaper. And it's just like a, is that helping the art form? Do you think is that making the art form better or is it intended to like have tools that are, they cost a little bit more money to earn that, that thing. Or is it, is that not even a part of it? Should that not even be involved in it? Is it should it just be the art? What do you mean? Like so, for example, like is it better to make something like on your iPhone really quickly and make a film? There's a film I think it was made. I, I never saw it, but it was like fully shot in the iPhone. Do you guys remember that? Tangerine, Tangerine, Tangerine. Tangerine that's it. Uh, did you, anybody mm. see that? 
yeah, I, I saw, saw part of it. I <laughs> was, was it good? I was watching it on a plane, and it was started getting a little uh, oh, risque, frisky? and I was like, I don't know if I can <laughs> on a Dude, that's the, that's the worst. That's headline yeah. right there. <laughs> it, it, it put, the blanket, the put the blanket. The stewardess comes up, like drops off her dinner, and you just got like some raging sex scene on your spread <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> yeah, no, no it was. So what fall. I saw though was fucking good though. It was really good. Interesting. I mean, that's cool then. So like, and 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 I think that there was always that line that I remember hearing um, Francis Ford Coppola saying in, in that one film that he did that documentary when he was making um, Apocalypse Now called The Heart of Darkness. He was saying at the end of it, he was because he, he was going through hell and back. He basically like um, went into debt and all these horrible things for his film, and uh, he, he said at the end of it, some little kids is going to pick up a camera someday randomly and just make something brilliant, you know, and that's the true art form. And I, and I felt that was really interesting, you know, and that what I'm getting at is there's a massive amount of oversaturation. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it diminishes the value once everything's oversaturated, like the currency of greatness, like it gets pushed down and there's a, there's a two way street to that too, but I'm curious to see what you guys think of that. Just how much content is being pushed out constantly and how, viewers are being completely just stretched and pulled in between especially like a guy like you mike with you're making all these every days all the time you know and like how many clones you have like you have a fucking shit ton of clones you know like <laughs> uh, you, you can't even complain like yeah he's, <laughs> there's like a I, people clone and born every minute or something like that every time a, an angel <laughs> sings a, or something i think it's i think it's all intentional its i think it's all beeple's got his factory dude yeah no no i think i think it it um well one i don't think this is a new thing i think the pro- the the tools have been getting cheaper and cheaper for literally like hundreds thousands of years you know i'm sure when violins first came out only the richest people could like own a fucking violin and then suddenly everybody can own a violin and it's the same thing with does it paint make the violin better? i guess Whatever. it does right it doesn't make anything better or worse that's just that's what true. it is it's always what it's going to be it's you can fight against that you can get pissed about it but that's never going to change technology is going to keep making art more and more accessible and that's just how it is so there's sure. no getting around that yeah that's definitely been yeah. throughout our entire life and will continue to be and will continue to accelerate it diminishes um, do you guys agree that it diminishes the value in some in some kind of capacity because it of the, diminishes i think surely by just quantity it somewhat diminishes the um the value i don't know if i should i would say diminishes but i mean if you can make a fucking full length feature film, I think it kind of just raises the bar for, of what you needed to, to do for it to be like amazing. Like before, if you just made like a fucking, you know, however many years ago, if you were able to put together enough money to go out and shoot a like two minute short film back when cameras were super expensive and all this shit, it was like, holy shit, you made a two minute short film. That's awesome. And now it's like you can make a fucking full length feature film that gets into Sundance or wins Sundance or whatever the hell on a cell phone so it just kind of raises the bar of what you need to like produce because the tools are so like ubiquitous so i don't i don't think it's like good or bad i think that's just it's just how it is yeah yeah what do you guys think what do you think albert and bradley i think there's there's like another element to it though which is like the number of outlets where you can actually see content i think that 
there's got this, you know, there's a lot of fragmentation as far as uh, entertainment is, you know, all the different websites and all the different channels and all this thing that you can, it, it seems like companies are less likely to invest money uh, in one pot. They want to like spread the money amongst a lot of different, you know, opportunities for exposure. So sure. I don't sure. know, you see like more projects with lower budgets. Um, and then the only projects it seems like they can get like high budgets are like existing ip like um mm. you know all the marvel stuff books yeah lord of the rings lord of the rings remakes of other things um safe so, bets, basically yeah yeah so i, I don't know if that's positive I mean, or that's, negative that that was what house of cards was it was like well people like political dramas and they like david fincher you know and they looked mm. at the numbers and boom you know it's, it's data-driven decision making you know but yeah, it's actually, I think that was even a remake of a British show. Was it really? Wow, I didn't I'm know that. Interesting. Pretty sure, like loose or like loosely, loosely based, not a hundred percent exactly, but yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I could crazy. be making that up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, there's so many shows in America that were like based on British shows. So yeah, it's totally, it's most likely probably true. But no, it's it's interesting. It's definitely um, it's something to really discuss because it is we're on this interesting edge. And and I agree, like with with Mike, it's like it is never ending, and it is what it's going to be. But it's not the means to the end. And I think it's quite interesting, you know. But I think it's great to have access to it. But at the same time, when everything is oversaturated, it just makes it really interesting, you know. So it is, yeah, it is like the amount of just like content coming out is definitely like. It's yeah, it is, and really good stuff too. Like yeah. you just open up like a feed of Instagram or Behance or whatever, and it's just like oh, yeah. really fucking good stuff coming from like everywhere. Yeah, it's just that's most most of them are cl- your clones, people. It's <laughs> your yeah. army, clone yeah. army, dude. Clone I just call, I just call them all beeples. I'm like, oh, it's beeples. I, I just yeah. all, it's all clumped in the same. I can't tell anymore. <laughs> you got the crazy Everybody's Leon. doing this day, dude. I actually had Liam Wong on the podcast the other day, so it's kind of ironic too. Oh, did I know you, that, dude? Yeah, that he's dude's a cool badass. Dude. Yeah, he's a smart guy. It's a nice guy. Um, but no, I think that's a, that's an interesting conundrum. I think we, you know, the music industry side, I think it's actually starting to hit the audio visual film world now, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's starting to hit that slowly, but it's inevitable because look at the value of money. There's still our value of music, for example, like how oversaturated it is and you have these outlets, they still, there's still money there. But it's nowhere near what it used to be, I think. And I think that's really quite interesting. And what I'm saying is it for us, the people on this podcast, for people that are listening, other working professionals in the creative industry, this affects us greatly because how can we sustain our living or provide for our families yet by we by also being creative? You know, and yeah. it's, it's it's a very interesting conundrum, you know. So yeah. something I think about. Yeah, time, I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean I think it is a good point bringing up the music industry because it's like there's certain things where it's like you just can't fucking make money off of it now, like album sales. Like yeah. you record music and you just cannot fucking like you pretty much have to give it away. Like you just can barely make money off of it. Yeah. Which well, you is, make money by touring. Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a job. You know? yeah. That's not making an album. Yeah. Nope. And, and that's that's what that's what I'm getting at here. And if you see the trends and things, music was it. And then like you just see the diminishing like, I don't know, fine art painting, for example, when the foot when photography oh. came into line and it's like well, shit, why would I want to, to pay a painter and sit for six months to have a portrait done? I just have this photographer do it. 
and then digital mm-hmm. photography and look at like, what that did to original photography you know like you still have greats like Ansel Adams and all that stuff obviously but what I'm getting at is I think the it's happening to our industry um, slowly sure. but surely and it's on its way and I'm just saying like it's interesting it's something that really I've been thinking about it like man am I I gotta get out of here or what <laughs> like I feel like I feel like this, <laughs> the, the ship is sinking you know and I you know, <sighs> I don't know that I would say sinking, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, I back to like what, like Bradley was saying with like, live in San Diego, though. <laughs> 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 let's talk about some Bro, cost central. difference. Yeah. <laughs> no, but are even like where, where you're living, Bradley, you know, like San Francisco yeah, is incredibly expensive. You got to crank hard and you got to be really clever. Thankfully you have yeah. a legacy and a brand that you've built over the years, but that, if you're starting out and you're new, I mean, it's got to be quite a different situation, especially if you have family too, you know? So it's just an interesting Oakland, thing. Baby. So, yeah, I think, I think the way to, um, you can procreate the thing too soon. Interesting, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I feel like you don't really, you haven't really lived life until you raise one of your own, you know, just all the lessons reliving all, you know, it's just kind of reliving through their eyes. It's just that there's such, such a romantic Think about all that, so I'm, I'm excited for Just it. But until I think you have I think no sleep and there's poop everywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But wait, um, are you planning on having kids soon? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be the oldest That's dad ever. Fuck. Um, but i think i think one thing to go back to our point about just like oversaturation and stuff there there's so much new um tech and new kind of mediums to play with you know actually i remember you were developing your own game yeah all kind of getting into you know leap motion and augmented reality mixed reality um vr there's different screens. I just saw, did you guys see the FITC Toronto titles from this year? Oh, it was basically two transparent LCD screens playing, playing graphics, you know, playing like kind of like stained glass windows. And then they just pour in a bunch of sunlight through it. So the sunlight is shining through it and then they fog up the room, turn out the lights. And it's, and it's just like, you see that and you're just, it's so beautiful. It's transparent LCD. So it's like the, it's like the best way to do like colored volumetric hmm fog you know yeah, it's incredible it's really dope and it's really new and you see that i thought it was rendered it's like, Fuck no. yeah that's no dude that's that's a that's a real thing damn it it's a real thing man <laughs> it looks cgi and, a lot of times it's so clean i mean some of the shots didn't but some of the shots really looked cgi it's like it's a really cool idea and i'm constantly i'm constantly like finding that kind of shit like finding like new ideas and interesting ways how to use new products or do you know robotics or yeah. projection that's what you get paid for though stuff. right because you're being innovative and trying new <laughs> but things but it's, but it's inspiring you know yeah, it's inspiring to play with new things and and you know it's impossible to do something that's like completely new obviously because every, every kind of every you know it's, it's it's a reinterpretation but that's where i find that the most inspiration for myself is just is just trying to mix and match things um from different mediums and different ideas together to and then you know and then and kind of go to what my foundation has been and and, and infuse that into it and, and i i'm still just as inspired now as i have been I, i'm not really concerned with like oversaturation or anything just because i feel like the industry is kind of always changing like i was i went on a photo trip um with a couple of buddies to iceland and one of the guys on the trip james heredia you know he's a 25 year old deep in the motion graphics industry you know and and that's where i came from motion graphics industry. you did too ash we're all like doing our pro login and you know our, the la la motion graphics scene and he was just kind of explaining to me 
how it's all changing and like how how certain companies, you know, most companies are are moving into different mediums and experiential work as well. And, you know, PSYOP's always been good for that, getting into the mixed reality stuff. And it's just it's just fun to see like the foundation that we all kind of got in this with, like that foundation just kind of being spread to new avenues of creativity. And I, I love that. You know, yeah, like I it's definitely awesome. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think there's going to be more and more like need for this stuff. Like I think as much as it's like saturated with more and more like work, the like need is going to like go up as well. Like you look at how many years ago it's like when the internet first came out, it was like, Oh, maybe your business needs a website. Now it's like, okay, well every business needs a website. So you have to have some sort of like graphic design. You have to have something. It's like now, you know, video is just getting more and more prevalent that it's like, okay, your business needs bit, you know, video to like show what it does or this or that. So it's sort of like, I think, um, the, the demand for visual communication is going to keep going up and up and be more cost effective for smaller people that, you know, years past would never have a need for the the kind of things that we do. Mm, So I, I think that will keep pace with the explosion of like, uh, you know, capabilities well how do you stay relevant you think then because these are again i i I feel like i know it for my own self but for those that are probably listening how do you stay relevant in this like crazy sea of chaos visual and audio chaos that part i don't know because i feel like more and more like algorithms like facebook and instagram um favor ideas and viral ideas over people And I think I feel like that's going to continue to like accelerate because they're trying to find the things that you are going to be most sticky and most entertaining and most get you to like keep watching and keep clicking on the next thing. And that what is the chance of one person continually coming up with something that's like the most viral, the most entertaining thing? I think there's I think it's going to be a lot more like one thing from one person, then the next thing from the next person, then the next thing from the next person. And one, all these kind of one hit wonders of the most viral, the most interesting things coming out. So I think it will be harder to be like a, you know, quote unquote superstar of whatever moving forward. Yeah. It's never one thing though. Right. It's always like a culmination. Um, and it comes in waves as well. And it's true. Like not everybody, like there's only like, you know, Babe Ruth is only able to do what he did, you know, or Mark McGuire. All he's like, you, these things are all like they pass over, but a lot of this stuff is designed by the way things are consumed. Right. So Facebook is based on like a numerics and, you know, data driven decision making and stuff like that. So, and you're right. I mean, that does take away the human aspect because the human aspect of things is to remove the numbers and to be more authentic, you know? So perhaps a merger of the two of those things, you know, I had a really weird idea. I was thinking like, what if there's a company eventually that's going to be able to tap through the the uncanny Valley and they're like, Oh, you know, like you want to sell your product. Maybe it's like Bob's bath soap or something like we'll get Harrison Ford to tell everybody Bob's bath soap is awesome. They basically do a face tracking and then take yeah. his likeness and then have Harrison Ford doing it. Like, you know, whatever, Carrie Fisher or something like do like a star Wars scene. And this is, I don't know. I think that'd be really quite weird, you know, and funny. Cause once you pass that uncanny Valley, it's basically like you can tap into that whole new realm of like shifting reality too which is really quite interesting it's a really Mm. weird time i think a really interesting time to be alive and to be creative i think it's i just finished reading da vinci's biography it's really amazing and it 
really got me thinking about just the differences of that we interact with. Like his client was like the kings in the church, basically, you know, for his life, basically, and and, and wealthy people that he would do commissions for. And so interesting to see, like, you know, who are our clients and what who's, you know, the corporations and all that kind of stuff. And what is happening to society and what are we contributing and stuff, you know, it's really quite interesting. Endless, mm. endless fun. One thing I wanted to talk about, too, is um, you guys all I think you guys have some pretty decent followings too, like on this, the social media. I think people, you're pretty high up there. Is that like you have like, I don't know, like 350,000, something like followers or something like that. I, can, I, I don't know. Is that how much or less or more about so? Instagram is pretty strong, right? Sure. That's probably like your biggest feed. Or is it Facebook too? Is pretty big. Uh, Facebook, you know, again, how they've sort of tweeted. It's interesting how much of the like, how much you're we're every day more and more at the mercy of these giant companies, and yeah. like they tweet mm-hmm. a little algorithm, and then it's well, like ecosystems, basically. You know, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting, but. Um, uh yeah i don't know yeah how do you so how do you like um and i know albert you have the same kind of thing and i think bradley you do as well different in different avenues and stuff but how do you deal with that is there do you enjoy staying social is there a point to it is there a reason for it and how do you manage that kind of expectations of yourself when you're pushing this stuff out that makes sense i like i like to publish i like to publish new stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just put put stuff out there. Photography, or you know, I'm working on a massive new website for January. It just feels good to just kind of present, you know. And and you know, I love Instagram now because you just you know put anything out there. You don't doesn't you know Twitter as well. You just throw it up there. Um, it just makes me feel like I'm just still in it. You know, I'm as as you get older, you kind of wanna you start to like you know, am I still relevant? Am I still pushing? Am I still like working as hard as I should? You know, and you don't want to slow down, yeah. you know, so like that, you know, post posting, I just post, I don't really, you know, respond to very many comments or like start huge conversations or anything on the platforms. I more just kind of like to populate, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause I just, I don't know. It makes me feel good just to, I don't even care about how many likes it gets. I just like to, I just like to put stuff out there sure. um, and, and keep on, you know, to push myself to just keep making and experimenting, et cetera. Um, you know, but, but people, I mean, you, you've like, do you think you're ever going to stop doing every days? Like, do you, that's probably, do you um, enjoy it? I feel kind of, <laughs> I feel, you feel kind, kind of, of stuck, like, right? Yes. A hundred percent. I feel kind of like in some ways trapped, uh, <laughs> by the sort of project and that I would kind of feel like a, like a failure if I quit. Sure. Even though I don't look at people who are not doing every days as a failure, but it's sort of like for me because I've done it so long that it kind of you know is very much a part of day to day life. Obviously, kind of like it's kind of like when Forrest Gump was like running the run the race and everyone you know remember Forrest Gump and everyone's like following yeah. him and then all of a sudden he's just like okay you're, the, you're <laughs> the Forrest Gump yeah I would definitely there's Forrest say Gump, dude. fucking Forrest Gump that's <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna stop at like you hit a th- I think you hit a how many how many you hit like a milestone you made that ridiculous video where you just like fucking snorted laughing gas or something you were just like laughing <laughs> <real time. laughs> it's like 10 years or something that was yeah. 10 years I thought you were gonna stop on that day I thought the video was yeah. for like you to say I'm good I'm done 
Well, the other the other side of being trapped in it is the the reason I started is because I looked at a bunch of people's work who was way better than me. And it was like, fuck, I want to be as good as those people. That hasn't changed. That is just as true as it was 10 years ago. I look at pull up fucking Behance, pull up Instagram, pull up whatever. And I look at people's work and it's like, fuck, these people are owning the shit out of me. I've got a long goddamn ways to go. So it's kind of like the whole reason I started, like nothing has changed. Hmm. So in that respect, it's sort of like quitting seems like, uh, like, like, like it would be like, Oh, I'm done. I'm great now. Like, it's like, no, that's, that's not hmm. even close. Sure. I think, I think, can I give you some professional advice? Oh, damn. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Drop I think you should do, on me. I think you should do every week's <laughs> instead of every day. I wouldn't do I wanna, it though. Because I everybody, do it. everybody wants to know what it would look like if people spent like a week on something or a month. Like you did zero day and we were, like all, mid- we were all, we were all freaked out. Yeah, but but like you should like you like you did zero. We're all like holy shit, and everybody references that thing, and it's incredible because you spent a lot of time on it. You know your work, your everydays are incredible. Don't get me, I'm not. That's not what I'm going. I'm just saying like what he would happen. They're kind of shitty. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of. It is kind of shitty. <laughs> it's just kind of like what? Yeah, what I wish. Well, I wish I would like. Yeah, do some something stuff a day. It's like, hard, man. Like what you what you do in a day is is mind boggling. How you can produce that stuff in a day is is mind boggling. But like, what if it was like every week or every month and you just do like one fucking insane the, thing? That's what I do. I do is, it. I do it every three months. That's my thing. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't know how you guys like because I find it very hard to like work on stuff unless I'm on that schedule. Like I wish I would put out way more VJ clips, but it's just like I struggle to like. Like, just like anybody else, like, struggle to, like, fucking, like, make time for it because I'm not on that, like, rigid schedule of, like, I have to fucking do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I, I just keep, I keep a Google calendar and I keep my production you schedule on. you set deadlines? Hell yeah, Like, I do. for this, like, short film, do you have, like, a deadline? Like, I'm fucking releasing it this Yeah, day. you have to. Or it won't ever get when done. When are you releasing it? When am I releasing the Edifice film? I'm going to release it. Uh, let's see. Where does that due date? I'm looking at my sheet right now because I have it on there. Boom. Where's that? Sorry, I'm looking at my spreadsheet. January. Uh, I have a plan for January 23rd is when I'm planning on dropping That's it. If then or not earlier. It's 10 minutes. It's a merger of CGI and, and uh, a live action film. And I'm doing right. like a shit ton of it. So, yeah. like. Wait, was that the thing with the like uh dolby or something mm-hmm. yeah it was originally going to no, be a no. client bro- project and then it didn't work out so i'm like i'm just gonna do it myself so yeah, I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I turned it I turned the that situation to something that i mean i was like i'm possessed to make it anyway so i'm gonna do it and so yeah nice yeah it's, it's, i yeah, love that uh, i love the space film dude epoch man mm, so you. good oh yeah dude. So, a lot of fun. Dude. So sweet. my goal is Bro, to do dude. two or three personal films a year 
Um, and those are yeah. designed to accelerate my growth. And oddly enough, though, I do pretty much do every day is every day. I just don't <laughs> publish them or share them because they're a cul- culmination of a three month thing. So that's I, th- I guess that's what Bradley you're getting at is like a, a merger of those like an every week or an every mm-hmm. month. But yeah, I can see that. And I, I mean, if it's a good thing that's going for you, but I mean, 10 years, I mean, that's nuts. At that transition, nice. I'd be like, I do, I do it in every week, you know, and then just be like, boom, here you go. And it'd be like motion or like an every month or something. But that's, and I think it, who cares as long as you're creating and you're learning, does it now become like a masturbatory where you're just like, okay, I'm gonna throw some cloners on here and like a sphere on that thing. And like admire that thing and make that glossy texture. Does it kind of become, become just um, transparent I mean, exercise? Some days, yeah. Well, it depends on how much sort of ambition I have that day. There's days where it's just kind of like, okay, I just have to fucking crank something out. Or I don't have time or I'm fucking, you know, just out of ideas for the day. Then it just becomes trying to fucking throw whatever. But usually after you kind of like, even those days, a lot of times I'll sit down and then kind of, you'll get sucked into it a little more. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely still, I've been fucking around with Redshift lately. So there's definitely still Ooh. like... Pretty fast, Something right? New, baby. I've, I've been hearing Something good new. things about it. I hear it. I hear it's quick, and it's not as. Uh, I mean, I think I, I'm not not as like. Uh, I think it's. I think there's there's things I like about it, and there's things that I'm like just so used to Octane that it's kind of like, ah, eh, this doesn't seem like uh, you know ridiculously better that yeah. I I want to spend the time. Um, you know, learning how to, to do it. Um, and just also because it's not quite as industry standard, I guess. Sure. There's something I want the public to know, um, Ash is, and, and you were a part of this. Remember when we were trying to get people so fucked up at FITC Toronto that he would miss an every day. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> just like loading him up with But I was, every time we went out, I had already had it done because I knew I was going to get fucked up every night. <laughs> He's a smart man. He's a smart man. But you got one like super lame wireframe one. I was like, oh, I was like, this is the moment we're going to ruin it. He's not going to do it. And boom, he did it. Like, what nah. the hell? Dude, back to his hotel room. Uh, he did. He did it back. He went went back all loaded. Just create. No a way. There's no way I did it. No way. There's no way I did it. <laughs> you made that wireframe one. Stick it up. It was like yeah. a wireframe. It was yeah, you did it. You did it in the morning. You told me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I do it in the morning because I know if I fucking go out and get super fucked up, I might not do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we were trying. We were trying public. We were really trying to get. Yeah, I try one. a lot harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Albert? How about how about you? How do you deal with all this stuff? I mean, you got a decent following. You kind of blew up pretty fast there too, with like the the viral content you're creating. How does that affect your art and what you're creating? And do you let that decide the art that you're making? What what goes through your head when you're creating content? Um, yeah, honestly, uh, I never intended to have so many followers and honestly posting now makes me so fucking nervous like i mm. i post something and i i like get like a panic attack basically like no yeah. matter what it is I like the honesty because um, some people but yeah. Yeah. yeah i i uh i take it too seriously probably and I, I that's probably why i don't post so much anymore is i just mm, it's um it's yeah it's not a shame it's just like um i maybe i don't want to share this with seventy-seven thousand people or whatever <laughs> like i, I don't yeah. know uh, uh plus there's a lot of um 
there's a lot to be said too of like the opportunities that I have gotten since I've gotten a lot of like Instagram followers maybe are not the like highest quality opportunities. Yeah. Um, so it's like, why am I doing this? Um, is it just to share this with the world? Is it to improve my skills? It's like, if I don't know why I'm doing it, it's, it's, yeah, I don't really post anything <laughs> to be yeah. honest. That's, that's, um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, there's definitely like a, a posting anxiety that happens, I think too, you know, yeah, like for you, don't, sure. you don't want to just drop something that's whack, you know, and it's difficult, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to keep it the quo. And that's what's interesting. That's why I wanted to ask is the dynamics are different. Like I think Bradley's like, I just post whenever and I feel free about it and you don't care and you don't care about the engagement. You just want to get it out because you like the exchange. And I'm a bit, I think I'm a blend of all of you guys together. Like I, I think about it at the same time. I engage at the same time. I don't want to engage, <laughs> but it's, I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's really, one thing I realized over time because I've dealt with like trolls before. And I realized that like, if you can't deal with the bad people, then you can't deal with the good ones. You just got to just exist and then like, let it be, you know, and deal with that. Cause like, I don't know. That's one thing that I psychologically had to turn off basically. And I appreciate praise and it's awesome, but like it's an interesting act, but yeah, that's one thing I was interested about because like the anxiety of posting and sharing these things, cause it's true. Like, well, if you really look at the numbers too, it's like, let's say you have 75,000 followers and you can look at the impressions that it makes, you know, and oftentimes it's like a third of that or a fourth of it that actually get hit, you know, or who is going to see it. And then you have like a, it's like a diminishing return, I guess. If that, you know, I mean, it's not everybody, but maybe it is. But I think oftentimes the number is pretty accurate. So, but it's interesting. Again, it's data driven, you know, which is like really trippy. You think Frank Frazetta when he was making his paintings in his basement was thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have like three million followers. This is gonna be great. I think that <laughs> yeah. he probably didn't, and I don't think I think that probably made his work special because he wasn't giving a shit about that. You know, yeah. and he wasn't yeah, trying the to scariest, people. <clears throat> the scariest thing for me is when I, I notice that I'm like trying to make a piece that I think will like get more likes or that people yeah. will share more. If I'm if I'm like catering a piece to like I don't know, get more engagement, I feel like that's gross and I don't feel I don't feel clean doing that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean it's that's a that's a normal thing. But it's an interesting thing to get over too, you know, and that's again what I'm getting at is like the way that we're sharing this content and getting it out there and all that stuff. It's, it's interesting. It really is. And it's I something to it, consider about and talk about, you know? So, cause if yeah, we're feeling no, I, it, think about the, the junior designers, somebody else is coming out of like our college that has like 10 followers, you know, and like the hill that they have to climb, maybe it's different, you know, it's a freeing thing or maybe who cares, you know? So yeah, it's just, it's interesting though, you know? Yeah. I, I think it is very interesting because I think it, it has a huge impact on, and especially with, with like Instagram, I feel like it's like, things reach a saturation point so quickly. And I feel like it's like moving. It's like, you know, it's like this echo chamber that is actually pushing the conversation forward, like very quickly because things will reach a saturation point so fucking fast that it will be like onto the next thing, like very quickly. Yeah. That's like, that's Uh like that. And I think Instagram is like, fast food in that sense where it's just like scroll like scroll like scroll like and then you just consume a ton of stuff you know which is like it's good at the same time it's it's a it's a different thing i don't know sometimes i just want to like go and buy a cabin in the woods and just like carve wood or something <laughs> get away from it yeah all, it's like anything i think it's got know? yeah i think it's got it's like positive and negative you know aspects to it like anything i think there's good things about it and there's bad things but totally 
I, I really just it's find it so hard to predict where this like acceleration is in like five or ten years with you know social media i guess yeah it's fascinating it really is it's really it's definitely super super interesting and these companies are just getting bigger and bigger and like more and more like powerful and it's just i don't know Yeah, yeah very interesting to see and we're part of it, you know, in some capacity. We're living off the of it in a certain capacity, you know, and and living in oh, these yeah. ecosystems, which is really fascinating, you know. So, but it's just something I think about often, you know. And I was curious to see what you guys thought too, because you guys have a really, you know, a solid. As being individuals, you have, I mean, I guess probably more influence than particular companies do, you know, as influ in, in, as influential individuals that are you know, pushing your own, you know, agenda or your own lens of reality, you know, which I think is quite fascinating, you know? So, but at the same time, one thing I, I'm having a hard time is, is equating to like, what's the value out of this? Like, what do these things add up to at the end of it? And I think maybe to tie in with what Bradley was saying is like, he just likes to, to show it because it's just freeing and that's the value. And that's how I am too. It's like, I just want to share this like thing I'm really in love with. But then there's like hiccups that I have where I'm kind of like Albert, where I'm like, oh, shit, is this good enough to share? <laughs> like, is this worthy of sharing, you know? Um, and then you well, turn I mean, it into a video game, you know? So, well, and I think, go ahead, Beeps. No, 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 good. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I look at it as a story, you know, like your, your career is a story. Like, I can't tell you how many people have told me that you shouldn't, you know, they're like, you should only put, 10 projects on your website or 15 projects, your 15 best projects. Like, no, I'm going to put every single project I've ever done yeah. since the beginning of my career, because it's a story. I want to look at it and I want to see a progression. I want to see the peaks and valleys. And, you know, every, every project has a story and an associated crew that I worked with, you know, be it a studio or, you know, a group of people, a personal project. And I just kind of look at everything that we do as like the story of your creative development. You know, like the first thing on my website is is the oldest thing is a cartoon I made when I was, you know, fucking a college student. And I love that thing. And I'll never take it down because it that's like that's my voice on the thing. I animated it in Flash. You know, it's I, I got dumped by my girlfriend. So I made a really dark, you know, Spike and Mike Sick and Twisted Animation Festival winner, by the way, winner. Um, <laughs> cartoon about it. <laughs> you know, fucking, you know, um, and and I'm and and I and I look at like the progression of work and you know there's stuff that I'm gonna put on my new site that it, that I wouldn't want to show but it just kind of shows me that like okay yeah I did this thing for this reason this is what I learned you know like I almost it almost like any project that I do because I, I always have to show it, it it pressures me to like make it as good as I can do it no matter what the situation is that's you know a good like point. Yeah. that that's kind of like it, to me I just see it as like. I'm less interested in kind of what the feedback is because there's just so much of it anyway. Like it's, if you get, it's like the same thing as what we were talking about with politics. It's like, it's too, it's just, it's, it's a lot of noise, you know, like it's just a lot of noise and it takes away from like the purity of your creative existence in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, but it's also sort of like, like take those posters that you did ash. If you didn't post those on social media and I didn't see them. The only way I would have saw them is if I happened to like go to your website and be like, what's Ash up to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, he made Or you poster. went to Ridley's uh, bathroom and you went to wipe your butt <laughs> and then... <laughs> yeah. And looked up his Bye. butthole. There's a fucking piece of toilet paper stuck to it. So it's sort of like, 
I think it, we kind of take for granted the benefits <laughs> nice of social media. That's a quote of the, of the podcast. It's just you saying Dingleberry. Great. No, but you're, you're bringing up a good valid point, I think. What were you saying? Well, I think we just take for granted some of the benefits of the like connectedness that, yeah. that social media brings to us. And it's very easy to focus on these things as like the harmful things of it. But it's also like an extremely easy way to stay connected to you know the things that you actually are interested in like if you mm. come out with a poster i want to fucking see it yeah. and so it's yeah. like there it is yeah totally i, mm. I agree places like behance you know like we look at all of our behance profiles i just i just got my behance up like a year ago and it's a big post all this stuff it's like a part-time job though yeah like form everything <laughs> yeah. for each i'm like yeah. man and i really hate that instagram is like 600 by 600 because you know it's gonna double res here soon yeah that and sucks like, fuckers and, it, and, it, and the quality is so shit like you put, try to post yeah. something that's red it looks like it's from like the 90s like yeah like 90s shit and like what the, the compression on that is gnarly but yeah, red is terrible it is terrible it, it really I ruins don't know it why. Yeah, it's, so bad. It, it's a weird algorithm on the red stuff. Even Facebook does it too. It destroys red things. Really like, bad. Yeah. Even on my website, I had to do like run algorithms or try test things just so they, the reds would look a little bit better. Um, it is odd. Yeah. But um, guys, I have to go soon here. I want to wrap it up. But um, is there anything else that we wanted to chat about before we ended? Because it's been awesome. I think we could we could go on for hours. I know for sure. And we'll be back on episode two hundred and sixty nine. For <laughs> three, years, three years later if i can t- if man if i can manta- maintain this for another three years i was doing them every week and i think now that i'm doing every other every other week it's going to take a little bit longer so i think mike's going to have another 10 kids albert's going to have 40 kids <laughs> bradley's going to have his yeah. one kid and realize yeah. he doesn't yeah. like it <laughs> um, what have i done what have i done there's poop and uh, and shit everywhere yeah um yeah but is there anything else you guys wanted to say or make sure we mentioned before we ship off this amazing quest uh, amazing <laughs> you freaking morons <laughs> it was really uh, nice good. talking to you guys uh yeah dude for sure catch it out yeah it's been a long time <laughs> yeah it's interesting like how this is our catch-up is a podcast a public <laughs> communication <laughs> i find really fascinating but um no it's 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 awesome i'm glad you guys are doing well everybody's happy and healthy and um yeah a lot of interesting things and i think if anything it's i hope that if you're starting out this industry or if you're along with us on the ride and been here as long as we are or longer um, these are interesting things to think about and consider and, and, and talk about. This is a time capsule, basically, where we can come back to this conversation and laugh as we're all wearing freaking Google goggles or whatever the hell it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> and, and drinking soy. What's that soy drink thing? Whatever that everybody drinks. Soylent, dude. Yeah, just Soylent. Soylent. Yeah, just, dude. That was banned in Canada, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> it creates uh, matrix type people. But um, yes. yeah. Well, I'm glad everybody is well. Congratulations to everybody, to you guys on your success. And, and I'm glad you guys are happy and your families are doing well. It, d- it definitely does feel like a boys to men episode. <laughs> it's like the last episode was like, I don't know, I like soda and pizza. Yeah. You know, this one's like, how my 401k and Donald Trump and oh, the future. You know? it's, it's really weird. It's really weird. What a difference. Takes, right? Yes. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, any, actually we should end this with any kind of, uh, a future promise. I think that'd be quite interesting. Like what, what can we look forward to from each one of you guys in the next year? 
You got anything? I, I got I got something. I got a, a really dope uh, photo shoot with um, my favorite animatronic gorilla um, that's coming out in January that I'm really excited about called the Monkey King. There you go. Pretty excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Photo shoot. Photo shoot. Okay. Stills. Awesome. Sick. Stills. Okay. We got that. Um, how about you, Albert? Um, I got a short film coming out soon. I'm not sure exactly when I should set a deadline. Um, and also a talk at off in Barcelona next year that I think nice. is going to relate to the short film a lot and, uh, explain a lot about what I'm thinking about, uh, my career and my progression and uh, a lot of different things. Sick. Yeah. You're going to love it. Barcelona is amazing. Yeah. Really awesome. beautiful. Uh, and Mike, how about you, Mike? Uh, I also have a short film that I need to motherfucking finish, and uh, I will fucking finish in the next year at some point. Okay, well, you could, I could have the same exact thing. I could, you can just use the same words, ditto. So there you go. Um, yeah. We're all making our films and having fun doing it, so looking forward to seeing what you guys make. And yeah, you guys have an amazing one. Much love, everybody, and um, we'll see you guys in episode 269. <laughs> in seven years from now (laughs) and that concludes this week's episode massive fun episode for me and all the guys super super fun it's been crazy to see the progression over these past few years Um, big thank yous to Albert Omos Mike Winkleman and Bradley G Monk Wits um, for coming on and being here for this and celebrating this monumental moment for the podcast um, you can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 169, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Go out there, blast everybody, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everyone. Peace.